Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. In today's episode, we have a special guest. Uh, he graduated from Wisconsin Lutheran College, and he has uh, been here giving back. Uh, over the past seven years, he has worked uh, in the graduate program uh, in the admissions area. And uh, as those of you who know Andrew know, uh, his responsibilities, they just keep adding responsibilities because he, he does things so well. So he is now overseeing all admissions for the adult and graduate program at Wisconsin Lutheran College. So thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule, Andrew, to be here. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we're so very excited that you're here to talk about a topic that we feel very passionate about. So we were having a conversation and you were discussing how that social, emotional, spiritual support for fathers sometimes is a little bit lacking. And, and you had mentioned the fact that your wife is a, a nurse for postpartum um, and, and mothers, oftentimes young mothers who are in that transition into motherhood, they're on our radar and, and there's a lot of support that's given and encouragement and and support in all different types of ways, but not necessarily so much for dads. So we want to discuss dads today and particularly, you know, fathers and how we best support fathers in thriving for the sake of their families, uh, if they're teachers in the classroom, how to thrive. So that's our topic today. We're excited about it. Tell us a little bit more about how this got on your radar. And yeah, yeah. So um, my wife, as you mentioned, is a postpartum nurse. Um, and so we have quite a few discussions about, you know, the journey of being a new mom and, and going through that postpartum um, experience. Uh, we've had, you know, friends and family that have gone through it as well. Um, and she went through her own postpartum journey. And obviously, I was right there by her side to kind of experience what that's all about. And I think as I've gone through being a new father, uh, I have a, a three-year-old who was born in 2018, and then a son who was born in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. That journey for me, you know, kind of had its own postpartum experience, right? And so, you know, the moms are, are told to be aware of what it's going to be like to have a child and what they're going to go through physiologically, emotionally, mentally um, after that occurs. Uh, and for the fathers, you know, we go through our own journey. You know, I remember when I found out that uh, we were going to have a child, it was this huge range of excitement. <laughs> oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? Um you know, you reflect back on your own childhood and what your parents and fathers did for you. Um, and, you know, then when we had our, our uh, daughter, it was just this overwhelming rush of feeling responsible, um, the pressure of, oh, my gosh, I have to be do right by this child and uh, I don't want to screw it up, right, you know? Um, and I want to make sure that I do everything the right way so that, um, you know, I can give this child the best fatherhood experience possible. Thank you for um, caring so much. You yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Kennedy, you owe me one, right? Um, but anyways, um, just kind of reflecting back on that. And I think, you know, during the pandemic, um, being at home with her so much um, and just having a lot more time to just reflect on things, um, I realized that I went through a journey of just kind of this emotional and mental experience that was kind of a, a wave. And I realized more and more that... Um, for fathers, you know, rarely do we check in on them to see how they're doing. Uh, a lot of times that postpartum journey, we think about checking in on the moms and making sure they're doing all right. And obviously they go through something that, that us men can't relate to. But for for the guys, you know, I think it's important we check in on them. How are you holding up? How, how are things now that there's this big change in your life? 
You know, when Andrew, as I'm listening to Andrew and I'm having flashbacks, <laughs> um, you know, Diane and I were blessed with four kids, but uh, changing the diaper, um, all this anxiety, my wife is sleep deprived, I have no problem sleeping through the night, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, all these things, you brought really brought back a flashback of, even, even you know, my wife asked me to do one thing with when our firstborn was Melissa was to call people and tell them. Well, the first question I asked was, how many pounds does she weigh? Yeah. <laughs> huh, well, how tall is she? Like, oh, shoot. I should have remembered to ask those. So I, I could relate a little bit with that. So with, with the topic with, with fathers and, and being a father, tell us a little bit about your family background. Yeah. So um, I grew up in a house that, I guess, what is traditional, but, you know, in the sense of, um, you know, traditional mom stayed at home. Um, dad worked uh, full time during the day. Um, and so my dad was always there. Um, he worked a lot, but he was always there and present. Um, and always, we always knew he loved us and, um, and that he was there for us in any way that we needed him. I really respect my father and I think he's probably the wisest person I know. And so that has really, yeah, so that's really been something that I've reflected back on in my journey with my dad is how he was always present and always there was no you never knew you you always knew where you stood with him right um, and and just a man of faith um, uh, of integrity um, and I think that's something that really stood out to me and so seeing what a great job he did I think it's put added pressure on me that I want to make sure that my kids look back and say that they see me in that same light, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great, but it also comes with a ton of pressure. High <laughs> <laughs> yeah. expectations. Yeah. I, I don't know, Andrew, if this is true with you, but I, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, my dad uh, was teacher administrator pretty much his entire uh, entire career, and he's a workaholic, and, and yet he always found time. And, you know, as a kid, you're just taking this all in, but now – as a dad, as a father, sometimes I wonder, how did he do it? Like, right. I'm struggling to, to tr- try to emulate that. Yeah. Yeah, I always joke with, with people about uh, when college kids say they're busy, and I'll say, did you take a nap this week at any point in time? You know, and then when you become a father, naps, naps aren't a thing anymore. You've always got one kid that needs something, um, but it's such a great honor and responsibility to be able to have them look to you. I think that's one of the biggest things for me is just that feeling of love that my kids come to me and ask mm-hmm. me to help them with something. And mm-hmm. um, But yeah, it comes with a ton of pressure. And I think as dads, we can internalize that and maybe not always express how we're feeling about it. Um, I yeah. think there's an importance in talking about that. So you've alluded to some of the pressures there. Are there other, you know, just if we were just to kind of make a list so that you know, we're aware of some of the pressures that new dads are facing and feeling. Would you mind just sharing, in particular, what are some of those pressures that you that either of you felt? You know, you've mentioned a few, but just so we're aware and we're thinking about it as we think of the, the new fathers in our lives. Yeah, I think for me, the hardest thing is always feeling like I got to hold everything together, right? You just you feel like you got to be the glue and be strong and, uh, you know, I don't want my wife to have to feel like she has to do that. Um, and I want to be there for my wife and my kids. But that comes, that's that can be overwhelming. And that can be a lot of pressure feeling down on you um, to always have it together. And when you don't have it together, what do you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you open up and tell your wife, I don't have it together right now. <laughs> um, 
you know, that would be, I guess, number one for me. Mm -hmm. I think my experience, uh, it's kind of a convergence of all kinds of pressure, okay? Mm -hmm. You you don't want to burden your wife with anything, so uh, you want to manage everything yourself, but yet you need help from others, and then you've got fiscal ramifications, Mm -hmm. you know, different time. The, the day has to be planned out differently, and uh, it really can really snowball unless you're 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 open to, to to sharing those and seeing how other people have dealt with it. So just as we check in on young moms to see how they're doing, we should be checking in on young fathers to see how they're doing and support them, encourage them. Two questions that come to mind. First off, who should check in? Should it be a fellow male? Is it more effective if it's another guy asking you how it's going? Or can it be any concerned person? And then secondly, like, so we ask how it's going. Um, what's it important for us to, to know? Like, what would have been helpful for you? Like, what are the things we can do for you to feel more, you know, is it, is it as simple as just it's okay to say you don't have it all together and that you need help? You know, I think there's only one father ever who said it all together, and that's the ultimate father, God. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the rest of us are all relying on him and other people around us. So... What are your thoughts on in those two areas? Uh, who's best to check in? And then what do we need to help young fathers know and understand to, to feel better about being in this tough spot? Yeah. So I, I guess to answer both questions, one, I think for me personally, it would be easier to share what was going on with another male, mm-hmm. especially another father, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of look for those signs that maybe somebody's frustrated or flustered or feels overwhelmed um obviously we can do a great job of masking those so you kind of have to ask some questions to peel back the layers a little bit um but for the second part of who can step in and help um i'm guessing you probably have some listeners out there who are uh grandparents Mm -hmm. Uh, i think the most powerful thing for me in terms of helping me has been when my parents or my my in-laws have asked and they've done a great job of this have asked you know how i'm doing and how they can help Mm -hmm. right step Mm -hmm. up and say, can we offer to take the kids for a night so you can mm-hmm. go out with your wife or your significant other? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can we take the kids for a weekend? Even better, yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it's true for you, but it's always nice for them to ask you, but it's so much more difficult for me to ask them Correct. if yep. they're willing to do that, even though obviously they would be. But for some reason, we, we just don't – we. we at least I want to mm-hmm. control it as much as I can, and I miss out on a lot of blessings by just uh, not reaching out to them. So here's a big one. If you're a grandma or a grandpa, or you know a grandma or grandpa, share this tip with them. You know, instead of, the, dads are already kind of feeling like they should have it all together, and it's hard to ask for help. So instead of waiting for them to ask, we go to them and say, how are you doing? How can I support you? What can we do that to make life better? And maybe offer some suggestions of things that you'd be willing to do that could just give them a little bit, bit of reprieve, a little mini vacation to catch their breath, recharge, and go back at it again. Is that accurate? Yeah, and I would say for the, the grandpas or the uncles or you know whoever you have a relationship with that, that has kids, um, to just yeah, ask the questions and then just listen mm-hmm. and let the dad if they're having struggles just kind of vent Mm -hmm. um, and just hear them out Um, I think that's really powerful yeah and maybe affirm that they if you've gone through the same thing sometimes you know I've mentioned before the root word to compassion means to suffer with 
And that doesn't mean you always solve somebody's problems. They just know they're not alone in their problems, which can be yes. so helpful for us. And, 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 you know, I'm feeling that even, even though, you know, my kids are now all teenagers, but you saying what, what you've shared with us, I'm thinking, boy, I wish I would have had that advice and heard you a lot earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, parents and uh, father-in-law mother always would reach out, but... but yeah how important it is to, to take the step yourself too. Uh, and, we're all in this together, right? Yeah, and so not just grandparents or grandpas or uncles, but if you have a younger colleague at work, you know, who's a, who's a male who just became a new father, um, maybe, you know, buy him a cup of coffee, have a chat with how things are going, so. Anything else you'd like to know about your journey as a father and how we can best support young fathers as they go through this transition? I would just say, you know, one of the things for me that was kind of empowering is just being able to admit to myself that I didn't have to have it all together, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, being willing to open up to my wife uh, or to a friend if that was the case. Um, and I share a lot of things with my father as well. So I think mm -hmm. just being honest that maybe you don't need to have it all together and you're doing a great job um, and just asking for help if you need it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when I finally, when I finally, when I, we had our first kid and I, I had, a night where I just had, I broke down, right? And I <laughs> I just lost it. I'm not a crier, but I like, I'll, be, I'll admit it. I, you know, shed a couple of tears. And, and I think that was the first time my wife kind of knew like, okay, it's not what it seemed like. I thought he was okay, but he's not. Um, and I think if I would have opened up much sooner than that, it probably would have gone better. Um, but just, yeah, not, don't be afraid to, to be open and, and tell people all you're feeling, yeah. That is so powerful. Thanks for being vulnerable and yeah, being willing to yeah. share. You know, that's not an easy thing to do. And um, and yet we're everybody's in that point at some, some time or another. And, and we're here to help each other, encourage each other, build each other up. And so um, anything else you'd like to add, Professor Marty, to that as far as things that would have been helpful for you when you were really younger or things you'd like to encourage? No, I think Andrew really nailed it. And I, I learned some things uh, through this conversation, too. Beautiful. Now, we're also kind of excited because, as you know, our podcast aims at also supporting teachers. And your program manager here at Wisconsin Lutheran College has a unique opportunity coming up where we can support teachers and their mental health. Would you mind just sharing uh, the details of that for a few moments? Tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be doing a webinar coming up, hopefully in the next few weeks, um, related to supporting students and teachers uh, through their mental health journey. Um, and some tips and tricks to kind of navigate the upcoming school year. You know, I know last year was really challenging for for, for uh, students and teachers, and over the years we've become just more aware of the the mental health challenges that we have in our, our schools, and not just for the students, but for the teachers as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to be putting together a webinar on that topic, and um, we'll be we'll be sending out more information on that. So, so if we have teachers out there that are interested by this, intrigued by it, and would like to know more, how do they get on the list so that they get this information? Who should they contact? They yep, so we'll post something on the website, and um, and then if individuals want to be contacted with the information, they can reach out to you, yep. Okay, you they, they, there's also a tab on the website that mm -hmm. they can just send uh, their email to mm -hmm. us and just put a note on there interested in, in, in WLC. Just keep it simple, and we'll make sure Andrew, that uh, we share those emails with you. you. You know what I love about this topic is we hear mental health, mental health, mental health, but so much of it is about our students' mental health, which which mm -hmm. is good and right. But the missing component here really, I mean, the teachers are the ones up in front of the classroom and have gone through all these changes mm -hmm. as well. So, I mean, really love the topic because it's spot on. 
appreciate yeah. what you're doing. One of the things I was just going to add to yeah. that real quick. One of the things that in my discussions with principals is this idea of compassion fatigue, mm-hmm. and the teachers are taking on so much with the the students and all the things they bring to the table that the teachers are having this compassion fatigue where they're just completely wore out. I have a colleague who has coined the phrase jokingly, but I think it's really true. I have reached my capacity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my yeah. capacity quotient has been reached. Yeah. So just just um, if somebody wants to follow up with you either on this topic or about the webinar, are you comfortable sharing your email address? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and you can go to our, our website and, and go to the request info tab. Um, it comes up on the right-hand side of the website, uh, www.wlc.edu. Um, and just put in a request for the graduate program. It'll come straight to me, and then I can reach out based on the contact info that's provided. Otherwise, my email address is andrew.zimdars, Z-I-M-D-A-R-S, at wlc.edu. That's fantastic. Again, thank you so very much for taking the time out of a busy schedule to just come and talk to us about how we best support dads, especially dads as they're transitioning at this time. And um, it's just, uh, you know, we talk a lot in thriving. One of the components of thriving is solid relationships. And part of relationships is being there for each other and just having somebody to talk to, somebody to listen. So thanks for your encouragement, your advice on how to best do that. Really appreciate it. And I can tell, I mean, just in this discussion, your kids are so blessed because you get it. And moving forward, when they get to be your age, they're gonna look back and say, wow, I can learn a lot. So thanks for sharing. Appreciate that, thank you for having me. Our goal on Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways uh, from the topic of fathering. Number one, Andrew stressed to, to all of us, we have to be aware. Be aware that you don't need to have all the answers uh, to all the, the, the questions that you're, you're experiencing as a, as a dad. Uh, number two, seek out a trusted person. Number three, um, as you seek out this trusted person, um, number three is be willing to be open and vulnerable. Uh, transparency is so very, very important. And number four, this came up uh, at the conclusion after we had paused the recording, uh, but in the discussion, really how important it is that we always stay in the Word. Very, very important as a new dad, as a young dad, as you're going through these things, uh, stay faithful in the Word. And number five, now it's your turn. Uh, We're asking you to seek out a young father, check in, see how they're doing, and support appropriately. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.